Glory to Jesus Christ. Well, I've sang for bigger crowds <laughs> outdoors, but it's a joy uh, that so many of us are here today uh, uh, enjoying this rushing mighty wind. It's kind of Pentecostal event uh, today with all this, and I hope it doesn't blow us away or anything strange. And I hope uh, that you'll be able to hear me when this 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 gospel either matthew's version or or luke's version as we have today comes up i think three times a year i accused father of asking me to preach today uh because it was the gathering demoniac He's, he promised me it wasn't so but uh it is one of the times that priests are pressed into creativity to find yet another way to preach a gospel uh you know three ways against sunday so Today we have another one. The, uh, there's a phrase, when they come back and find the man, uh, it said clothed and in his right mind uh, after the demons had been cast out of him. They found him clothed and in his right mind. It is a particular Greek word uh, that means to be in a whole or a sane mind in the sense of being well. And I was thinking about it today. What does it actually mean uh, to be in your right mind? Because uh, I think that there are very few people in their right mind. Uh, and we do live in crazy times. And crazy times make people crazy. Um, but I want you to think a little bit about the whole shape of this story. In a certain way, I want you to think about it in the context of baptism. Okay. This man has been bound and chained. Um, he's been in the tombs. He's been among the dead, uh, which is a, a very good metaphor for life in the world, that we find ourselves bound and chained uh, and wandering among the tombs, among the dead bones. People don't want anything to do with us. And sometimes it said the demons drove him into the wilderness. Another experience uh, that we can have outside uh, our relationship with Christ, that we've been driven into the wilderness by the demons uh, that afflict us. When we come to the church and there's holy baptism, uh, and most of the adults in the church who have come to us uh, have uh, only come by chrismation, so you see this certainly at the baptism of infants, but always at the baptism of adults as well, Baptism is always preceded with an exorcism, which might seem like a little strange when you got a baby and uh, the priest is standing there blowing in its face and casting out demons. I have been asked before by people, what do you do if, like, something happens? I don't expect that out of a baby. There have been a few adult converts I was slightly concerned about. And, uh, well... I told him, I said, what do you think the service is for? Uh, we're doing something, and we mean to be doing what we do. And if it was kind of going on, you you probably have to hold them under the water a little longer. <laughs> At least until the bubbles stop. And it's amazing how it pacifies demons. But the uh, I've never had that happen. So it, it, there's probably a rubric for it in that little Russian book. You know what to do 
if the demons manifest uh, during the baptism. They leave almost nothing to chance. There's, there's something for everything, a little rubric for it. But the priest says over the person, the child, the adult being baptized, uh, at the moment of the exorcism, he says, expel from him every evil and unclean spirit that hides and makes his lair in his heart. He repeats it three times. Expel from him every evil and unclean spirit that hides and makes his lair in his heart. And then he names them. He names them. Because, like the man in the story, they're legion. It's not just, you know, expel from him an evil and unclean spirit, but every evil and unclean spirit. And he names them. The spirit of deceit, the spirit of evil, the spirit of idolatry, and of every covetousness, the spirit of falsehood, the spirit of uncleanness. Now I need to ask you honestly today, <laughs> have you been having any problems with these guys? Deceit, evil, idolatry, covetousness, falsehood, uncleanness. These are pretty common household demons. Uh, we deal with them. I could, we could have thrown some other things in there like anger, envy, uh, covetous covers greed, but all of these things, it's very difficult these days to meet somebody and to have much of a conversation. Heck, you can't even talk about the weather these days because the weather's become political. God help us. But I mean, and as soon as you breach one of those subjects, if you're not talking to a close friend, you're in danger. Uh, because, if you will, these spirits have gone forth among us as a people and they hide and make their lair in our hearts. And too often we as Christians have invited back in that which has been expelled from us. We nurture. We nurture them. We harbor the anger, the evil, the deceit. We nurture it. We meditate on it. And it gets worse and we listen to it. When we hear somebody feeding it to us, we don't turn it off. We listen to it and we nurture it, bringing back into us these things that were expelled from us. And we cease to be of a sound mind. We put off the garment with which Jesus clothed us, the garment of his righteousness and his peace. And we clothe ourselves uh, with the garments of unrighteousness, the garments of these, uh, of these demons. So, in the story, Jesus cast out the demons and puts them in the pigs, or lets them go into the pigs. And what do the pigs do? It's a baptism story. They run off the cliff and they drown them. You know, these, these demons that were cast out of us at baptism need to be left under the water with the pigs where they belong, having left us and drowned. This is, this is really part of our daily life. Paul uh, says... I am crucified with Christ. And Paul is here reciting his baptism again. I am 
crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me, not the pigs. Not the pigs. Christ lives in me. When you find yourself, and particularly the next few days, it's going to be a stormy week, very likely. You find yourself assaulted with these various pig-like thoughts. They're coming. I'm telling you, the pigs are going to be gnawing on you. When these pig thoughts come to you, say with St. Paul, I am crucified with Christ. You're a dead man. What are you doing having opinions? You're a dead man. We gave those up. They were buried with Christ in baptism. Let them go. Bury them with the pigs under the waters. Let them go. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but the life I live, I live by Christ who dwells in me, just as he clothes the demoniac and brought him into his right mind. I am crucified with Christ. Jesus, restore a right mind with me. Protect me from the pigs. Drown the pigs. Expel from me every evil and unclean spirit that hides and makes its lair in my heart. We are not defenseless. We are not without protection. We do not have to live subject to the powers of this world or their demons and their pigs. You have been set free in Christ. You have been crucified with him, buried with him, plunged under the waters of baptism, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. So live like it. Live like it. Do not set your affection, Paul says, on things of the earth, but set your affection on things that are above, where Christ, where your life is hid with Christ in God. Rise up above this nonsense. Let the pigs go. Let the pigs go. Accept what Christ has given us. He prays, we say, in baptism, make this one an honorable member of your church, a consecrated vessel, a child of the light, and an heir of your kingdom, that having lived in accordance with your commandments and preserved inviolate the seal and kept his garment undefiled, they may receive the blessedness of the saints in your kingdom. That is your life. That is in your inheritance. Do not sell it for a mess of pigs. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.